Welcome to the InvestorMail Woman of Action Show. My guest today is Nicole Purby, and she will be discussing the best practices on how she uses the birth strategy remotely. Let's get right into it. Hello and welcome, Nicole. Thank you so much for being on the Woman of Action Show. Thank you, Mel. Thank you for having me. So, Nicole, please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? What's your specialty and what brings you on the show today? So um, I am a real estate investor. I also run a large real estate club. Um, I live in Southern California, but I invest in Philadelphia. Um, I'm originally from Philadelphia. I my background is in, uh, I worked on wall street. So I've, but I've been an entrepreneur for 11 years, actually this month makes my 11th year. Uh, I started out in real estate because I, so I lived, I'm from Philadelphia. I worked on wall street. I moved here to Southern California back in 2007 And I still, I actually worked for a large corporate company out here trading bonds. And after doing it, multiple companies and ultimately at that place, I just finally can't conclude it. Like I was just so unhappy that this just wasn't for me. And so uh, I, as, and this was way back in 2008, I started a YouTube series. I kind of wish like if I knew then what I know now would have stuck with it. But I started a YouTube series called The Bond Girl where I was explaining finance in this urban cool way because there were no resources for that at the time, like none. So I had this show that I would like do like market recap on and everything. And back then, if you worked in finance um, and you had your license at any company, they explicitly like forbid you doing anything outside of that job and so uh, I was fired so this is all the way back in 2010 I was fired I then started a online boutique and this again this is back in 2010 2009 and that is like that was the first thing I did and, and, and again there weren't that many resources for it so out of necessity I taught myself web design. Again, Shopify was not like what it is now. You know, you can set up a website, an e-commerce website in three minutes. It wasn't that. Like, so I had to teach myself code in order to get the look and feel of the website that I wanted. So um, because my website looked so good and people thought that I had like a huge company and it was just me and my dad's girlfriend taking my pictures uh, (laughs) and the clothes. So other companies started hiring me. Other people started hiring me. So I established this marketing business and the marketing business took off. So I got a client, at this time, I'm still living in California. I got a client back home in Philadelphia and I was only supposed to go home, be home for a month. I ended up being here for eight years. Wow. (laughs) So your life took a complete different shift. (laughs) So in that time period, I grew my business. I had employees. I moved into a office and then I finally got to a point where I was like, okay, I have enough. I'm earning enough money. I've grown this business. I'm ready to invest in real estate. So let's talk about investing. So now you are full-time real estate investor. Is that correct? 
And what does that look like for you? Because there's so many different ways um, to, to become an investor, uh, to, to, to cash flow through real estate. So do you buy and hold? Do you do multifamily, single dwellings, joint venture? What's, what's your specialty? I buy and hold multifamilies. I only do duplexes. I have one single family and it is the bane of my existence. Okay. okay. And you like but I buy and hold. And I st- I'm sorry. You like duplexes, but you don't go bigger than the duplex. No, no, no. I do. I have a, a quad as well. So I okay. do two to four units right now. Okay. Um, okay. I'm currently rehabbing three properties. Once these are done, I'm going to relax and then really think about what my next step is, whether I want to go large, um, multifamilies, you know, larger than four units. Mm -hmm. I I, I have some things, but I just need to clear my head of the projects that I have, the rehab projects that I have going on right now. Okay. And how many, uh, apartments right now do you own? Uh, 17 units total. Nice. That's great. I did this birth strategy, correct? Yes. Okay. Excellent. So can you explain to our listeners what that is and how, so I find a lot of people put their own spin into it. Um, how do you utilize the, the birth strategy to, to get those duplex conversions? But for those of you who don't know what the birth strategy is, it's a, it's a amazing strategy to help you leverage very little bit of money into a huge portfolio. And that's buy, rehab, rent, refinance, repeat. Um, so the assumption is that you're using you can be using hard money. You may not be using hard money, but a lot of people in birth strategy, you're using hard money, but you're, you're essentially forcing the appreciation of a distressed property. And then you by rehabbing it and then renting it. And then you're pulling out the equity. And then the idea is you're walking away with a check. Once you go to pull the equity out and then you take that check and you move on to another property. Now that the, now that the existing property is cash flowing. So you do this multiple times. You can build up a nice rental portfolio with, um, some cash flow. Absolutely. And, and it's a great strategy. It's a great way to get started. Um, and it's a great way to, to build that, uh, that extra income coming in. Um, I love buying underperforming properties. Now, although I've done some major flips, I, I personally prefer just do the ones that need a little bit of TLC, not full, you know, down to the studs, which way do you prefer? Do you do the massive um, renovations or do you just keep it fairly simple with just, you know, paint and countertop? So I don't, that's a loaded question for me. Um, because I rehab all of my properties remotely. I'm a general contractor, but I have a project manager. I have a whole system back on the East coast. I live in Southern California now. And then all of my properties is in Philadelphia. Um, currently all my properties that I'm rehabbing, uh, well now I have the, the ones I have now, currently are uh we call them lipstick on a pig properties um but I just finished my last full gut rehab I don't mind them but they are a little taxing when you're doing them remotely um you just need as many many eyes on it and it it can be I don't want to say stressful but it can be stressful so I don't mind them doing them um but now that I've moved back to Southern California and I'm doing everything remotely, I'm just still really feeling my way around doing things remotely right. and what's best for me. And I'd love for you to explain how you go upon that. Cause a lot of our listeners may be thinking, Hey, you're for, you know, you're living in California, clearly a hot market. I want to invest outside my area. Cause I also live in a hot market, whether in Canada or in the States. 
Um, I'm, I want to do this remotely. How do you go upon it? What are things you need to look out for? What are the you know your best tips, best strategies to, to make this happen? And, and sorry, I'm throwing a lot of questions at you here. And I'm also okay. curious to see, um, do you visit the sites physically or is 100% uh, virtual as well? So let me, I'll, I'll tell you the story and then I'll kind of put some things into context. Um, the end of 2019, I acquired quite a few units and a flip and, and a flip. Okay. And I was like, I'm ready to go. I'm going to do all this work. And then two things happened to me. I got pregnant <laughs> and COVID happened. So my first trimester was a physical nightmare. I, 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 I was constantly sick. It was just, oh, goodness. It was a physical nightmare. In addition to COVID happening, and you know, in the beginning of COVID, like everyone was scared. We were, we were all terrified. So like, I'm pregnant. I can't go out to my properties. So I was forced to put systems in place and start leveraging other people to go to my properties and run these projects. Right. Because I had already lived in Philadelphia, uh, LA, I was only in Philadelphia because I kept having more and more businesses that kept me tethered to Philadelphia. So once I got pregnant and I put systems in place to have other people run my projects, I said, I'm going back to California. I don't need to be here now. Like my business went completely virtual. Um, and I started having people going out to my properties. So I moved back to California. Um, and then I ran, I'm running everything. So I have not been to Philadelphia in a year. Actually, this month makes it a year. So I haven't seen my properties. I've purchased properties, finished properties without ever even seeing them. Okay. And what, are, what would be those systems and strategies to get there? So you talk about, okay, you had to set them up. Somebody listening saying, okay, but what is that? What, what do I got to do? do? Okay. What do I got to do? Exactly what to do. Yeah. So the first thing is I don't, you can do this, but I don't have the tool, so I can't tell you how to do it. But I don't recommend you investing in a market that you are not explicitly familiar with. Um, Philadelphia is a, is a city that is very block to block. What do I mean by that? The 200 block of one of Main Street is totally different than the 300 block of Main Street. And you need to be really familiar with the nuances of the of the city as well as the neighborhoods and even the sub neighborhoods. So I don't recommend investing remotely unless you are really, really familiar or you have someone in that area that is very familiar. And I don't mean familiar like as in you live in the city or you live there. You have to know it as an investor because you can live in a city your whole entire life, but not be remotely, even acutely aware of the property values from block to block. You may not be aware of development, new developments coming up in the area. You may not be uh, aware of urban planning going on within the city. So you need to be aware of what's going on in the city as an investor. So if you're going to do it, just really do whatever you can to familiarize yourself. There's tons of um, people in various cities doing remote and virtual webinars and classes like pick a city find a real estate guru in that city who's holding virtual webinars and classes and attend it regularly um so that you can get familiar and I say like attend it on a week uh, attend it for like a year before you 
really start pulling the trigger. Okay. So then the next step is, okay, so now, you know, now you have some familiarity with the area, or you at least have connections in the area. You need to have someone, you need to have two very important people. You need to have a contractor, general contractor slash project manager, because I'm a general contractor, but I have a project manager. So you need to have someone who is willing to go to your site that you trust, not only trust in their capabilities, but you also need to trust in their ethics and moral as well. Right. right? Not easy to find. It's not easy to find. <laughs> so you may but have it to can be done. People. You may have to fire a few um, and do so if necessary, right? Because you finding the right person to oversee your asset is is so important. It's very important. So you need to have a project manager. The next thing is you need to have a unskilled boots on the ground person to over double look and triple check things going on in that property. Okay, so I'll give you an example. And you need to also trust this person from an ethics standpoint. They may not need to have complete 100% skill, but you need to trust them from an ethics standpoint and they need to have some real estate development construction knowledge, some knowledge. So I'll give you an example. My project manager, I love him to death. He is a friend, a true friend. And so, and this can happen to anybody. We just finished, let's say we just finished putting in counter uh, cabinets. And so I'm like, hey, send me pictures. So he sends me pictures. I feel good about these pictures. I have my boots on the ground person go and my boots on the ground person sends me a picture of one area where the cabinet is not 100% buttoned up, but he just so happens to not take that picture. This doesn't make him a bad person. He's just thinking in the back of his head, like she asked me for pictures today. I know my guy's going to get it tomorrow. So I'm just not going to show her that picture, which is fine. But I still, you as an investor, this is your money. You want to know everything that's going on. Like, I understand that it's okay that he's going, your guy's going to finish it tomorrow, but I just want to know what's going, everything that's going on right now. So you need to have a boots on the ground person just to go and see the things that your project manager or your general contractor just so happened to miss. Right. Okay. That's fantastic. That's great. Thank you for that. So we're going to move right along to the questions of action for today. What advice would you give your younger self? The advice I would give my younger self, um, that's a really good question. I would say, um, trust your instinct, trust your instinct. And I probably also would have been a little more intentional about developing my financial uh, discipline. Just making sure that and you hear this all the time, but a lot of times it goes over people's heads. I know it did for me for a long time, making sure you live below your means, making sure you have a budget and you have some sort of tool tools in place to make you stick to your budget. I'm a big proponent of profit first um, accounting strategy. Like I've run my business, I run my life on profit first because by nature, I'm not really that disciplined with money. Some of us are like, some of us are like, 
this is why I'm just by nature. I'm not. So I need all these guardrails. And if I could go back to my younger self, maybe early in the entrepreneurship game, 10 years ago, I would have told myself to set these financial guardrails up um, a lot sooner. Uh, also just living below my means. If I would have done it for a little, like started making sure that I was intentional about that a little longer, uh, a little while earlier. The last thing I was going to, the last thing I want to say is, this is probably the most important thing. Most of the things that you think are important, like some of your goals, your financial goals, aren't even that important. Like I'll see people post on social media like, oh, you know, I want this car or I want this huge house to live in. These are my goals and your whatever, right? Clothes or material things that we use to try to motivate ourselves. And a lot of times we think those are things to motivate that we try to use those things to motivate us. But the reality is deep down inside, they don't motivate you because you really truly don't want them and nor do you need them. And those things are not going to improve the quality of your life. And so I would give myself that advice years ago because I think we're all sold the dream that happiness lies in things. And I'm much more, I have a way higher net worth now, but I think it's all because I don't have a problem with saying no to things like, you know, now, right now, the, the, the social media wealth is how many trips can you take? And the reality is, you go to like two or three Caribbean islands, they're pretty much all the same. (laughs) (laughs) Or, you know, you go to Europe and, you know, you get a good, you don't need to continuously spend money on that. The real wealth is in being able to spend quality time with your loved ones, building those memories with the people that really care about you. And those things don't cost you a lot of money. A lot of money. Exactly. And that's the thing. I mean, um, as investors, and I speak with a lot of investors, and, and what I find, it's, it truly isn't about the money. It, you know, it's not about the big houses and the boats and, you know, all the luxuries. Are those things fun? Yeah, of course it is. It's a bonus. Why not? Why not have both? Why not have happiness and things? However, it really is about creating that freedom, that freedom to spend more time with your loved ones. Like You, said. you know, I'm going to take it a step further. And I've been giving us a lot of thought. It's more than freedom. It's about control. Because you can be free and you can have freedom. Like think about the, you know, a a stray dog is free. (laughs) Someone who doesn't have a job and no money, they have freedom. They can literally go and come and go as they please, but they don't have control. It's about having control over yourself and having control over your life. That's the most important thing. That's the important thing. I always refer to it as freedom of choice. It's the choice to do exactly what you want, where we want, where you want, with whom you want. Um, and it's so true, right? Just having that flexibility of, of, of either controlling or the choice or, or whatnot. So that's great. That's great. Thanks. Um, what's your number one tip would you give to somebody who wants to get started in real estate investing? What would be your number one tip? My number one tip for someone wanting to get started in real estate investing is to really educate yourself on 
all the different strategies that you can invest in real estate with no money out of pocket. Like we sell this idea of investing with no money out of pocket as if it's some magical dream. Like I'm going to teach you the secret. And the reality is it's not the dream. It should be the norm because there are so many strategies that it's not even complicated, but we overcomplicate it. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. You just need the knowledge and the information. Yeah. It's not, it's so like, so for instance, uh, at the better than success real estate league, we do a, um, we do a deal hunting Tuesdays. And that, that was what I just hopped off of before we started this interview. And there's a deal that there was a deal that came along on our deal hunting Tuesday. And I'm probably going to most likely going to put an offer. And I need to see a few more pictures of it, but I can get into this deal with $0 out of pocket, $0. And I'm not talking about like taking business debt or whatever, like, or, you know, credit cards, nothing. I can get into this deal. I just know how to structure the deal. You have to look for certain deals with certain characteristics and just educate yourself on that. So Nicole, final question. How can people get a hold of you? So um, you can find me on Instagram, Nicole Purvey, uh, or at Better Than Success. Um, you can also visit the website, Better Than Success, to learn about our real estate club. And I'm offering a new training just because I know that it is needed. It's all about the birth strategy, but it's how to do the birth strategy. Uh, it's, it's so much content in there. And you can find it at from w 2 realestatecom So from W2, number two in the W2, and then T-O, realestate.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Nicole, for being on the show. Thank you, Mel. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much, Nicole, for being on the show. What I enjoyed about our conversation was the tips on how to invest remotely, because that's a big roadblock for a lot of our listeners. And if you'd like to watch other videos just like this one, make sure to check out this next video. I'm Investor Mel, and I'll see you there.